You ready? Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. No. Okay, and there we go. Hello, welcome to the Escapismists. The Escapismists. Yes, uh, this is the uh, podcast where we um, talk about uh, mental decluttering and ways of getting happy and uh, maintaining that happiness. Um, I'm here at uh, 593 St. Clair Avenue West, along here with Mr. Jason O'Brien. Hello there. Hello. Who did you say your name? I'm Ted. All right, Ted Hallett. Ted Hallett. What's your address that you just gave away? Uh, anyone, I encourage intruders show up uh, unannounced. Don't don't matter to me. Just getting right in there, asking for it. Just right. getting right in there. I like to, uh, you know, I like to wake up with a punch in the face. Oh man, mm, right on. Yeah. So, um, uh, mental decluttering and and you know ways of getting happy. It's a summertime, uh, and mm. you know. I uh, a lot of people like to hit the cottage, you know, do outdoorsy things, uh, makes them feel better to be outside, get that sunshine, vitamin D. I think that's what it's called, right? Very important to uh, to people's happiness. That's part of it. Yeah. 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 I've been. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I told you this. I've been taking f- like fish, Brunswick, New Brunswick, Ian. I think it's haddock. Like canned fish. Okay, and it says yeah. right on the thing. It's like seventy percent of your daily vitamin D, right, or one hundred and ten percent if you get the tomato and basil one. Yeah, but fish out of a can, though. I guess you know I'm not that. No, I you know I'll have a sardine or, or like a. Where do you stand on fish in a can? Where's you your policy on fish in a can? <laughs> it's a, it's actually a quite a thing. There's some very expensive uh, bougie restaurants in Spain mm-hmm. that will bring you like a. a you know, little fish in a jar or in a can or something like that. It's the, you know, it's a way of preserving it. Really? And yeah, and it's a way of, um, you know, keeping flavor in and stuff. And Hmm. that's what I know about canned fish. So I'm not, uh, (laughs) I'm not against it. Okay. Right. I love that we open up this podcast talking about canned fish. Canned fish. What what else would you like to talk about? I have a couple things I could talk about, but. You what? I have a couple things that have been brewing. Well, you went away. Uh, you were over the pond for a little bit. Am it's I right? True. That's yeah. true. I went to uh, I went to the UK. My flight stopped over in Dublin, right? And then we went over to Leeds, and then we spent most of the time in um, the, the middle part of uh, England. Uh, the middle part of England. What? Uh, and sorry, what's the name of that? Like, what's what specific region? Uh, we were in. We were just almost due east of Manchester. Okay. And uh, a small little town just outside of Barnsley, uh, which was called Darton. <laughs> Barnsley. Yeah. Darton. Yeah. It's very British. We got some Barnsley brew. Uh, it's incredible. It's this, it's this beautiful little, um, little guy. A uh, little company that uh, Barnsley used to be a mining town back in the day, so they wanted to kind of um, make a tribute to that, the local place, and so they um, uh, they they made it taste kind of smoky and earthy and like like kind of like a like a cooked or like a you know 
burning coal kind yeah, of yeah. So it's uh, like flavored a, uh, tea. It's like a craft brewery, right? Uh, really is. That's great because it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, England is really, has uh, used to be, I guess, known for beer and awesome ale and stuff like that, but mm. not known for food. But that's completely changed in the past 10 years. It really has. Um, more than 10 years, but yeah. Oh, more than 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, now it's a place to, you know, there's a lot of great mm. shit happening there. A lot of culinary st- stuff. One of the there. great things that I had there, um, I'd never, I'd never been overseas. So I did that for the first time and I'd never, um, been in the ocean. So I went in, uh, I went in really? the ocean up to my knees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. In the North channel in a small, another small town called Whitby, which is where I got the uh, peanut brittle from that I brought with us uh, so that Ted and I could share today. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, you know, we went to, uh, Whitby and while we were in Whitby at the seaside, the small town seaside place, uh, we got gluten-free fish and chips. Oh my God. How does that happen? What do they do for the batter? They use gluten-free, uh, um, dough or flour. Oh. Yeah. It, well, and that's, uh, that's great for you. Yeah. yeah and it was easily the best fish and chips I, I've ever had. Uh, the batter was delicious. I, it w- and just you know, I think we had cod, and it was just incredible. Like it did not. I wanted to do this goofy, like oh, let's go to England and do this, and like it was awesome. <laughs> it was such a good product. I'm glad you had a great time. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked that you've never been in an ocean before, and that you've. Uh, you know, I can see a lot. Of not everyone gets to travel overseas, but mm. it's. Did you notice the feeling? Did you feel different when you're in that place? Because that is part of the world that's you know it's old, or not yeah. as old as as you know places like India and stuff. But you know, it's got fucking history. You know yeah. that it got destroyed in uh, in the fucking forties during the war. It got destroyed over and over and over and over again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to remember when I was there and the way I felt and what I felt was I. Felt history. I felt kind of like when, when you're, you're walking in, in those cobblestones. The UK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. Especially London and and um, but even those places like uh, Brighton or those little seaside. Yeah. Those little seaside places. I don't know. You can feel different. Did you feel different? I did. I did. For uh, from the moment I touched down, I took a red eye flight, and I don't know. I, I think that, um. Jet lag doesn't affect me uh, seemingly as badly. It just felt like working a really late shift and then working a really early shift. Like I was like, all right, all right, yeah, I'm on days now, yeah. you know. Um, and but yeah, as soon as we landed, I was looking everywhere at everything, and it was just like add 200 years to every building yeah. in Canada and especially in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, it uh, it was just fantastic. Like just like different. S- different eras different centuries of architecture everywhere and the main thing about the midlands is it's like rolling fields and beauty and it's just it's an island that they they're using every inch of it to its you know whatever potential they've deemed it to have like if it's not a cityscape it's a field and it's just like it's beautiful right. yeah um <clears throat> went on one kind of back roads route and uh, we had to keep on stopping for sheep <laughs> on the edges of the and like crossing the street and whatever um 
and uh yeah it was it was awesome that's great i'm glad well did you have uh how did your travel partner because she's got ties there she got family there no yeah yeah we stayed with her family for most of the time except for uh like three days we took in london so how did that go the london no the staying with fam oh it was great it was great yeah they're fantastic um are they drinkers um not so much like not like not like the english thing like not the english stereotype like they'll have a drink but uh i think it's like yeah wine at nine that, well, that that's also philosophy. an English. That's also an English stereotype because that's totally like my dad's side of the family. Mm. Very, you know, very British. Very may I be excused. A lot of proper, you know, mm. uh, etiquette, and uh, yeah. they didn't. Uh, they didn't drink, and if they did, they would do it in silence, and no one would. You know, it's like very repressed and very. You know, you yeah. Know, I still shake my dad's hand. You know what I mean? So it's that type of you know British. Right. You know. Oh, is suppressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, I'm sure. having a good time. It's um, yeah, it, um, oh, it's incredible. Uh, one day we met up with an old, uh, my old roommate from Montreal, because uh, he lives there now with his husband, and uh, he just, you know, like we just spent three hours knocking around, and it was incredible. Like it was so beautiful. Like London just never stops. Like, so you did go to London, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see any theater? No, no, there like the only things that were on were like big musicals. Oh, the big okay. Yeah, like, it was July. It wasn't in any theater company season, you know. It was right, just right, like right. Lion King still playing and uh, stuff like that. Um, we looked. There was a play going on not while I was there, but my girlfriend went up there two weeks earlier, and there was a play going on in Paris, uh, being put on by Peter Brook. Do you know Peter Brook? very familiar he wrote the empty space he uh he directed like kind of a groundbreaking film version of the lord of the flies uh just you know the theater director's theater director in england and in europe like he's uh and he's 96 and he he was putting on a play in paris and it just didn't quite like it was just too much to you know travel to paris for one day just go and see a play like it would have been like a uh i think like a three four hundred pound day for like she was like i want to so much but i don't think i can yeah i mean that's uh, though that ain't still cranking out fucking uh, shows yeah oh my god i even if you were to be able to get tickets you know well, what a thing, treat like, that would be. That would be such a treat. Yeah, they're, they're small explorations, though, you know? Like, he doesn't want a large... Uh, he's not Hal Prince or anything. Uh, right. Like, he doesn't want a large audience. He wants, like, like a small group of concerned individuals who, you know, like, just hone in on what's, uh, what's being said. Um, and, you know, he's made a living. He's made a life out of it. Like, he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to go to Paris. Uh, I mean, I've got tons of bucket list places that I won't, you know, that mm. I want to go to. Um, but Europe has always been one of those places that I mean, I got to see, I got to see a lot of Europe when in my twenties. I got to work on a cruise ship, so I got to like, mm. you know, <clears throat> that's how I got to see London and and you know uh, and. Mediterranean and Turkey and, yeah. and all that stuff, um, but it's just one of those. Uh, 
it's so expensive. You get killed by the euro, and it, your dollar goes a lot further in other places. Mm-hmm. And I really do want to go see to Par- uh, Paris and see a show. I really do want to go back to London and see a West, you know, West End show. And yeah, it'd be yeah. great. But it just costs so much fucking money. Yeah, yeah. And so right. you're you're fucked even before you get off the plane. And just because it's on the West End doesn't mean it's the best thing going on That's in the city. That's also you know? true too. Same with Broadway. Just because it's Broadway doesn't mean it's great. I've seen a lot of shit shows that you've paid yeah. you know but it was one of the most heartening things i ever saw was this piece of crap th- uh play in new york and you know like i've been visiting new york for the first time and i was like oh wow it's so great you know i can make it here i can make it anywhere blah, 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 blah. and i went to see a play and it was terrible and i was like this can happen here too like it was in it was it gave me heart that it was like oh okay you know like like shitty things happen everywhere like nobody intends to make a shitty theater show or to make a shitty movie or to make a shitty album you know right no one intends to do that but Mm. sometimes you know from the uh from the initial thought of inception yeah you know from the you know how we make this project to the actual execution something fucking happens yeah yeah what happens mm-hmm. and it's only in hindsight that i guess you can track it back and go that's where we fucked up yeah you know, we yeah. shouldn't cast that person or the, we we made a production error there or mm. whatever the fuck mm. that's funny i see things now and i'm and i don't like the actor is just like that actor was hired you know if i see a bad performance of an actor i mean uh, that actor was hired and they were told to do this in this certain way. Uh, um, like the example I think of, did you, did you see Superman, Man of Steel? That was a, a sh- oh, the, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the guy. With the guy. The new Lex yeah. Luthor guy. Kevin uh, Spacey? No, 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 no. After that. Oh, the guy uh, from, uh, from the Facebook no social movie. network. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jess, uh, Jesse. That guy. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. He was horrendous in that. Uh, he's a one trick pony. That actor, though. He's like a Harrison Ford. Everything's the fucking same. No matter what movie you do. Right. It seems. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he. Uh, but my whether he was told to say it like that we don't know like and i only know this because i've directed shows before mm-hmm. i've been on that process where you've been on the other side of the table yeah you've you want to fit that role or you want to like you know you want to hire that you think that person that actor is going to like um bring something to the role you think you can you know work with that person to create something but then you know that's a true thought it's a true, honest thought, and it's it's nothing but like you know, yeah, this is gonna be great. This yeah, is, we're gonna yeah. start on this great show, and then halfway during the run, once when you start to get to know one another, once when you see if you you know, it's like ah oh, fuck, and this guy's not listening to what I'm saying. He mm. can't take a note, and there's so many times that you can give a note, and now it's now it's opening night, and this yeah. guy sucks. You know it. You hired him. Yeah, it's just fuck. You mm. know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And it's anyway. just there comes a point where you where you can't uh, turn around. No, the or train has literally left the station. Yeah, you know, you can't pump the brakes, and this no. is just one of the flaws of the thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you go for late night kebabs? I remember that being a very cultural thing back there. You getting smashed and going out for kebabs. No, no, no. Um, 
No, we we were in. So you're in a small early. town, then I right? Sorry, you were in a small town. We were in a small town, and kind of yeah. shuts down at ten or, or eleven or something. Yeah, that yeah, and that, that you know, like I'm, I'm no spring chicken anymore. So like, you know, I was happy to end my days at a at a right good time. Went to see two castles as well. Yeah. Mm. One was built as kind of um not exactly a vanity project, but like he was the leader of uh of whatever industry he was running. And so he had to build a castle to you know give jobs to all the all the rest of the locals and whatever whatever. Building a castle through a vanity project. Kinda yeah. Well, I'm, have you ever been to Casaloma? I have. That that's exactly what that is. Just like this guy wanted to own a castle. You know, and so he built castle in a city that doesn't have castles. But doesn't it? It doesn't count though if you build a castle now. Castles are only count because it's like something this these things that have been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. Yeah, but if somebody built if somebody built a castle, I would still be like, that is a castle. It's a new castle, but a castle nonetheless. But. No, yeah. So, so this one was from the that castle was from the 1700s, built right next to an abbey that like they just needed to. There are fucking abbeys there, man. Jesus What's Christ! An abbey. An abbey it, uh, the British countryside is pockmarked with these uh, these abbeys that were cathedrals before cathedrals were a thing or something. Uh, of um that monks maintained before henry the eighth came in and then became the head of the church of england and wanted every other religion eradicated so he destroyed all of these abbeys and left these half carcasses everywhere uh and now they tend to be english heritage um sites and like some of them are museums and uh but you can either go there for like for a small fee or you can go for free but like like just like a ruin of a building that was built in like the year 1000 to 1300 and then was torn asunder in the 1500s uh when king henry the eighth and it's like it's incredible and they can't they don't take it down go okay here's another thing going to england changed my mind i think changed my mind on the uh, statue debate going on in North America. Oh, with the like the taking down statues. And yeah, stuff? T- taking down statues of uh, historical figures and all that kind of stuff. That had that had slavery. That had slaves. Like that had uh, that you know committed genocide right, and all right, this right. stuff. Like, what's your take, Jay? Well, you know, I used to think that like, yeah, yeah, we should take these down. And blah, 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 blah. now I think there was a face to that movement. And it happened to people, and people did it. And both sides should not be forgotten, I think. You, you have know, a point yeah, there. it's a harsh truth, but it is the absolute truth. And, like, you know, humanity in the world is not easy. And I'm saying this as a white man, but I'm saying this as a way to move forward, I think. Well, what kind of world do you want your fucking kids to live in, right? Um, well, I want them to, to live with their eyes open. I think um, it's the, uh, you know, look at what Germany did. Like they have uh, they have their monuments to the war and stuff. It's it's something yeah. that's not, you know, these are remember, you know, 
these are memories and these are yeah. statues that are that are there that uh that you know mark some pretty dark fucking times in humanity mm. and uh it's you know you're yeah. I, and, and they have it out there and people go there and tourists go there yeah uh and it's how it's i guess it's how it's it's uh dealt with it it's how it's um received and how it's you know how you live with that it um because i've seen like tourists go there and they're taking pictures and stuff with them like taking selfies of like you know dark shit like you know? a concentration yeah thing. yeah yeah like are you talking about when Justin Bieber went to one of the things. Something he went like to that. Anne Frank's. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where where she the, the wrote moment, the, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then on the sign out page, she was like, "Wow, that was really that was really eye opening." I think if Anne Frank were alive today, she'd be a believer. And you're like, you, how could you? I I get it. It's it's uh, and it's is a young kid too saying mm. it, and he's not, and there's no malice involved. There's I no. I don't think so either. No, yeah. it's just. Stupid. He's she, just an idiot. And the but it's the point that maybe he was trying to make was the point that maybe she, he was trying to make was you know she was just a girl like she was just a little girl with like all of her thoughts and fears and hopes but he's just uh, yeah maybe so this is yeah. what so Germany Put has the these has Bieber's these monuments mouth. he can defend himself exactly <laughs> so Germany has these monuments and they're living with him and and, and uh, it's a reminder of you know those shitty times and it's mm -hmm. not celebrated it, it's it's just a reminder. So, um, that's the mentality that's behind it, though. What's mm. happening in in uh, you know a place like Charlotte, uh, Charlotteville, Charlottetown, Charlottesville, yeah, Charlottesville, uh, with that Confederate thing, right? They want they want taking or even the, f the Confederate flag. Yeah, it's people want it to stay there, mm -hmm. not because it was a dark time and we need to be reminded of this is where we've this is what we've done and this is where we've come, mm -hmm. but it's a matter of their pride it's a matter of no i'm proud of of what you know what we did and and what this stands for and i have a right to it has nothing yeah. to do with shame mm -hmm. you know so fucking take that shit down if it fucking offends a whole goddamn you know uh group of people yeah take it down take the fucking thing down or put take it down and put it in a museum in a place that has respect you know, like a like you would a church, right? So control the narrative of it. Fuck yeah, control well, the narrative. How about okay? How about this? Because there's too many goddamn races out there. Add to the plaque. <laughs> what? We add to the plaque. Now, uh, George Washington, uh, George Washington led led the led the Confederacy to uh, to an independent America, also a slave on it. Right. You know, add to the plaque. Like, add. We need to catch up on every, like, you know, so that it doesn't become that, his, like, that his story version of history, you know? Like, yeah. like that it's not written by the conquerors, it's written by everyone. Right. And that there were heroes in every community and every, in every area. And, you know, like, um, everyone always talks about Robert E. Lee, like, who was, you know, the general of the Confederate side and how, how, you know hardy fought and whatever whatever uh but there's seems to me that there would be a robert e lee on every in every battle fought yeah you know and uh i think yeah it's, i just think like the more history instead of instead of less and glossing over things um 
these things left a mark on the collective psyche and that mark deserves to be acknowledged if we sweep that under the ground no, then it like you don't absolutely it cannot be swept under the ground for, from it from it. absolutely it must not be forgotten yeah but it must be remember you know i guess remembered in, in a in a respectful way well they see the whole per- person or the whole event you know like, like it's not it's not just this person this you know like you don't you're not looking up at this person you're looking across at them so here's a, here's a shitty thought mm. so maybe because people do have that feeling of no I, I want this i want you know i want that confederate flag to still be up there because it was blah 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 mm. so maybe we haven't come that far because there's still like there's you know fucking ku klux klan and and fucking shitty you know movie racism like just some weird shit that you think would never happen now and it does Mm. but we live in a country uh, we were in canada yeah we do shitty things to our first nations people Uh, the states has you know their shit with you know african-american and latino did you know that and first nations and, and first nations yes um do you know that they had a uh, uh, this week uh, when they had those back-to-back shootings? Yeah, uh, they had uh, two countries put out a, a a travel advisory to their citizens saying don't go to the U.S. because uh, for fear. What and were the two those countries? Two countries were Uruguay, very progressive country, yeah. one of the first to legalize, but whatever. Yeah, right. To be expected, and then the second one, mm-hmm. Venezuela. Fucking Venezuela. Venezuela has just had some of the sh- uh, roughest shit happen in that country. There's yeah. uh, there's a, 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 some government fucking shit happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, their sitting president uh, is actively being undermined by yeah. America. They're, you know, they so what, right. America headed up a thing to demand a recount right. and all of this stuff. Yes. And delegitimize a democratically there's elected refugee, president. There's people fleeing from Venezuela to those outside countries in South America. Mm-hmm. And what kind of how fucked up do you need to be? What uh, do for Venezuela to warn people not to go to the U.S. for fear out of violence? Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I went off. I don't know where why that happened. I don't know where it came from. I think I'm just pissed off at people. You know, it's like let go. Like if people want tear that shit down, that's where it started. Because you said. Uh, because it, you know, keep that shit up, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tear it down because it's a reminder. But if it's a reminder in front of a bunch of mindful people, that's yeah. where it, it counts. But if it's a reminder in front of a bunch of people who come at it with their own exactly want or belief yeah, or, or who still think what that they want to believe about the thing, yeah, or who yeah. still think that's the way it should fucking be, yeah, right. That's where my problem is. So maybe it's English versus American, Mm. right? Maybe it's that culture versus that uh, American culture. Yeah. Right? I don't know, man. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see this? Um, Those two kids who killed a bunch of people in BC. Oh, yeah. They're They're being looked for. They're being looked for in Manitoba, and they found their bodies. So what's the these two? What happened? 
they killed four people. They went on this uh, this killing spree in BC, and oh, the then the they were on the run for months, and now th- uh, their bodies just showed up uh, in a river, I think, in Manitoba. That's weird. What do they suspect happened? Uh, I don't know. I, I I haven't read that far. I don't know how much has been released, but Fuck. yeah. Those kids are gone, but but they killed four people. Killed four people, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a thing where they just wanted to, you know, kill people and then film and Louise it in the end. I don't think they wanted to. Why would they escape if they if they wanted to die? They were talking about those shooters in the U.S. Those back-to-back shootings. Yeah. And about you know. And they're talking about the desensitized because kids are very desensitized because now they're going to the video games, right? Mm. That's, you know, video games. Uh, their president talked about that. Yeah. 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 And he was trying to say it's not the gun's fault. It's the, it's the ra- yeah, it's the mental illness and the uh, and video games. And video games. Yeah. But do you remember when we were growing up when that, uh, I guess, when heavy gangster rap was happening a lot, yeah. early Two Live Crew and early, uh, you know, NWA? And they were saying it's inciting violence, and it's because of uh, the rap music. It was reflect uh, the the rap music <laughs> was a reflection of the violence. Like right, that's not how it happened. Yeah, no, but they were saying, oh, this you know, rap music causes my kid or Ma- the Marilyn Manson thing. Oh, mm. uh, you know, Marilyn Manson's and you know, making yeah. trench coat mafia people, whatever. But right, right, right. Yeah, they always blame the music, eh? Or they always blame. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never. Yeah, that, maybe I mean it's the, the guns. The I art, don't know. The art expresses the previously unexpressible, and then, but then that that idea goes into the wrong mind, like what you were saying with uh, Confederate flags and uh, and those those statues. That they're not <coughs> they're not just serving as a reminder; that they're serving as like a beacon to that kind of Behavior, thinking. Yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's just it's not what it is. It's a good word to describe it, a beacon. Mm. Yeah. We saw Buckingham Palace. Really? I was not impressed. <laughs> it just looks like a big courthouse. Like from the front, it's just gray and like just like lawyers work there. Like, you know, that's what it looked like from the front. Did you uh, see the changing of the guard? Yes. There were uh, there were two ceremonial guards like what and they just did the freaking thing and one guy was just walking away. I was surprised that they bend their knees. I would have thought they would be just be like like straight upright, you know, and whatever. But like they had knees bent. So it looked a little casual. That's all I'm saying. <coughs> but then beside those people were three heavily armed people. <laughs> Like heavily armed military officers, oh, okay. Like uh, le- towards like the parking area of Buckingham Palace, but like just really? like big uh, uh, automatic weapons. Military people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Well, I've always there's that thing where you try and make the changing of the guard dudes laugh, right? Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, I I don't know. No, I, I'm pretty sure they're you read they're the rose. Not no. <laughs> I know. I, I was just like, if I were that guy, I would not want to deal with that. Well, you know? of course not. But you are. 
and you have to. My name's Ted. I'm a tourist. <laughs> I'm here from Canada. I got a couple jokes I want to run by you. Nothing? Just completely oh, straight-faced? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there was a rumor that was told by the uh, the Harry Potter walking tour guy. Um, he started the rumor? <laughs> no, no, no. He's, uh, he told there was this thing. Uh, so there's one bridge in London called the Tower Bridge. And the law, the law of the land is if there's a boat coming, you have to open the Tower Bridge. So, and, and like, that's just the way it goes. Um and Bill Clinton was in town when he was the president, so he had this huge motorcade and whatever. And they were, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll go down the street of the Tower Bridge and whatever. And they were like, no, please don't do that. That could go very badly and whatever. And then sure enough, the day he comes and like he's, you know, he's doing his whole big motorcade down, uh, down around London. He's doing this whole thing. He gets across the Tower Bridge and then there's a boat coming. So then they open the thing. They open the, the the thing, and so Bill Clinton's on one side, and all of his like protective Secret Service entourage is on the other side of the thing, and everyone is going like you know goes knocks on the uh, on like the guy who runs the gates door, and he's like, you need to open this right now, and he's like, I I can't, and he's like, no, you need to open this right now. You don't understand. This is the President of the United States, all this stuff, and he's like, but there's a boat coming. <laughs> And they were like, oh, this is unacceptable, blah, 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 blah. And like the guy who's running it is like, I really can't reopen this tower bridge. Like, I need to let this boat pass through. Or else you close the bridge on the fucking boat. Or else you close the bridge on the boat and then yeah. the boat is ruined. And, you know, the, t uh, the bridge could be ruined and all of this stuff. There's nothing that anyone can do. So apparently at the um, at the end of all of this, uh the United States government senses like a sends a real complaint and and they go oh the, we have to uh, we have to get get our just re recompense and like we want the queen to apologize on behalf of the English people we demand the queen apologize and apparently what they got back which may have may have come I don't know the guy was the guy left it open ended as to whether it came from the actual queen or not what they got back was a folded uh, an envelope and inside was a was a folded version of the rules and regulations of getting around London and that one of them is the tower bridge opens and <laughs> so like the queen just threw a little bit of shade at the president of the United States that was Bill Clinton mm. I need to be on the other side of this bridge. <laughs> Where are the rest of my team? My people. My people were left I behind. did not have sex inside the other side of that bridge. <laughs> I, my name's Bill Clinton. Um, I, I approve this message. Uh, please open the bridge. I'm here alone by myself. <laughs> oh, man. I'm here alone. So, um, yeah, what else? Toilet paper. I prefer British toilet paper. Why? What's different about toilet paper? It's like, it's, 
it just looks at you and it's like, listen, I'm not going to be your best friend, but I'm here to do a job. So the toilet paper actually speaks to you. It did through its purpose. A bathroom buddy. Yeah. Uh, it was three ply. It's not, it's not all cottony and soft. It's not coarse, but it's strong. Like it feels strong in your hand. And well, that's so why British people ha- British people have tighter assholes. You think? I you think that happened because of the toilet paper, not the toilet paper f- like fit the collective no, national it, asshole. It's a it's a tough toilet paper, it, and when you wipe it, it creates that British smile. You know that oh, it's hard to smile. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and that's why. And so when that happens, the whole country mm. uses that toilet. That creates a. It's the toilet paper that is uh, creates the British disposition. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that disposition predates the toilet paper. I went to okay. I went to a uh, a museum of the Barnsley place, the mining town. In the late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, they used to send children down into the coal mines with trolleys like you know trolleys with like metal wheels or wood wheels i don't know what kind of wheels but like wheels chained to their back it's like they'd have a chain around their around their waist and they would be crawling on pathways that are optimized for children to crawl through small crawlways and they would they would haul coal up to the surface and they would go back into the hole for 12 hours a day kids from 9 to 14 the good old days it was <laughs> fucked and but i saw it in a museum and i was like holy shit that is fucked up and I don't know, What's man. Fucked up That's about it? Fu- are you kidding me? Sending a child to like they're not the in Chinese school. Chinese built the Canadian Railroad, and they used to make also those guys up. I am go not... into the fucking thing and and explode and yeah. die, and you know, not to mention all the birds that I'm not defending canaries. that that aspect of Canadian history or Canadian canaries and coal mines or any of that stuff, but like that kind of child labor. Like that was the mentality then of, and that predates the founding of Canada. Yeah. I mean, it was a tough time back then, I guess, you know, this is the thing. It explains a lot. Like that was the mentality of the people that conquered North America. I don't feel that way anymore. I feel awful about the, the injustices that we, you know, live upon as people who were born here. But, you know, Jay, we come from very privileged, you know, time. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I was. We do. We can I mean, sit and I, think. We didn't have to fight any wars. We didn't have to fight for other people's freedom. Our grandfathers fought, fought for our freedom. So I don't know how, you know, angry I would be. I don't know what I would carry with me. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, back then, you needed tiny little kids, and they had to work. They were able-bodied. The mortality rate was, you know, 
was a lot higher. So what you think is a you know nine year old kid, he's maybe got five years left. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're dying. You're dying in your thirties. You no know, one, no one has this the science to put together that like the coal mine is killing the people quicker. Absolutely, it's just no. But, he just died. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think if they had that and info? And she just died. Freaking yeah, that was non-discriminatory <laughs> so far as uh, gender for those jobs. But you know what? You had to get it done. You had to fucking build the railroad, right? Mm. You had to. Those people got it done. Keelan said something interesting that, and I don't know how true it is, but that the corset she lies i wouldn't believe anything she says no listen to this though the corset took women out of the workforce that's interesting that can be for many many things though yeah just why because well think about it like uh retail shop managers uh barmaids are a thing you know like from time immemorial um you know uh, like just people like of uh lower income have to work you know yeah well you know yeah like men and women and always had jobs yeah yeah it's Mind the you, oldest i don't profession. i don't think that like i think that a a greater percentage of people were laborers than were prostitutes you know but uh, people i mean women you I know i bet you it was down the middle Equal parts. Half prostitute, half heavy laborers. I will have to look into it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You do what you can, I guess. Half. Um, Do you want to? I would rather be a prostitute. Than a laborer? Are you kidding me? People going around your city with swords and like like just thieving like that. You're right. Uh, this is pre condoms. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I guess that would be you know, but that's because we know that we have that information. So let's pretend that we don't have we don't have that information. Like we don't know that, you know, having swords is bad, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 having big. You know, cauliflowers on the on our bulbuses is 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 is, is a health issue. You know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so you know, I guess. I know. I guess I say I. I, I don't know. Because mm. I'm a big guy, and I know what would happen to me if I was a heavy laborer. They, you know, I'd have to like lift giant boulders, and I probably just want to get fucked instead. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Hmm. But I want them to be nice to me and gentle. Yeah. I don't want to have any rough sex. By random strangers paying you. Do you think, like, back then, it was just missionary position and then maybe from behind? I don't know. Do you think all these new positions have happen throughout the years well no the kama sutra is very old you're very very right kama sutra i forgot about that but yeah that may not have been too hot in europe yeah i don't know i only ask because it's been a couple years since i've been you know 
than it since I've had sex. So I, I'm I'm just trying to remember those positions. And are there new ones? Now? I mean, I've seen, I watch porn and I, um, I see some pretty wild position. Yeah. You know, some pretty Do wild positions. Do they look new though? Well, there's just some nah, things that I've never tried. Okay. Okay. Just purely yeah. out of physics, I think. And you know, my yeah, yeah. There's some things that I've read about that are like, oh, this is like level five sex position. And then you try it and you're like, in order for this to be maintained, it would require my absolute focus and concentration and her absolute focus and concentration. I don't see where this gets fun. Like, <laughs> it was like it was called like like the like the X or something. Scissors. You're scissoring. No, 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 not like that. Like, it was like, man's on the bottom, woman's on the top, and it was just, I guess it's kind of like scissoring, but like, she's on the top, and like, it was just like, it just barely, barely works. Well, our bodies are built differently too, right? You're Then whose, Ted? Uh, well, you have different... Uh, you know, I think with each person, each sexual partner you have, yes, you, uh, you know, you have a, I guess, a inventory, an arsenal of things that you click together sexually, right? Your bodies, your bodies fit. Sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, uh, behind works for, for, you know, for us, but mm. we move to another sexual partner. It's, oh, you know that doesn't fit so much so we do this right how much of that is body how much of that is minds though you're like your I bodies think it's body. are meeting but like Everyone's your minds are also meeting no i think it's bodies really yeah you don't think there there's an aspect of like like, like mind to mind consciousness to consciousness uh, connectivity oh absolutely but i'm talking about pure uh body fitting together right hmm so it's something you discover together. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that you learn and take with you to the next one. You're it's like a sexual bee. You pollinate one flower. You learn what you learn. You learn, and then bzz, you move to another flower, and you fuck that flower. And you learn. <laughs> you learn. You learn, and you move from flower to flower. Before you know it, you've accumulated all this sexual knowledge because you've had sex with all these you know flowers but what are you gonna do you're a bee yep it's your job it's your job as a bee you're helping feed everyone right you learn doing that like it's like do they even know do bees even know that they're helping the flower or are they just doing their thing i think they're just doing it hmm. they're not asking they're good they're soldiers hive consciousness they're not asking any fucking questions man they're really? just doing it huh. they are kids in a fucking mine shaft, just hmm. doing it. Just like this is what it is. Right here we go, off we go. Hmm. They're wrong. Uh, you know, did they uh, give those kids breaks? Did they give them orange slices like in soccer practice? You know what I mean? You think they had orange slices in freaking Mudtown Place? <laughs> Welcome. To Mudtown Place. <laughs> no orange slices here. <laughs> Keep moving. Keep know. moving. You no orange slice. slice. Get out of here. Not here in Mudtown. <laughs> here in Mudtown, things are shitty. 
<laughs> God damn, I'd like an orange slice. Well, you gotta move to the other town. Hmm. You're in Mudtown. You gotta move to Citrusville. Uh, we need to build a railroad to get to Citrusville from Mudtown. How are we gonna do that? Kids? Kids, <laughs> come here. We're going to uh, strap some tires on your back and uh, we're going to send you with a shovel and you're going to go dig a hole all the way to Citrus Town. But we are just children. We are only little ones. Please, let us have our childhood. This what? is your childhood. Hmm. You know what? Kids had it. Uh, kids have it really easy t- these days, right? I we wouldn't should, say that. We I know should, what you're saying, but we should remind them of kids in in the in the caves in the yeah. railroads. Yeah, but like, I don't know. If, if I were a kid, I'd be like, "How am I supposed to feel about that?" You can feel however the fuck you want to feel about it. The fact is that you know about it, and you need to show respect and and fucking uh, appreciation. For where you are right now, mm. I don't know. My uh, my parents tried the the thing of like like oh you're not gonna finish your plate. There are people in other parts of the world that are starving, and my first thought was always well why don't we send this to them? You know it's not like you should feel grateful to and yeah. like you should finish your plate. It was like oh it's how can I help? I well it's because you're they're trying to uh, affect an emotional part of you and you're a sociopath and that mm. doesn't really help. No. <laughs> My mother used to say that she would she would threaten me. Mm-hmm. Right? She? Very Italian, right? She threatened me and to feed me intravenously because she was a nurse and yeah. she had like you know intravenous bags in uh, the house geez. and stuff. Yeah. And so if I didn't want to eat my vegetables, she goes, "I have to, as a parent, feed you legally. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to eat those fucking peas, I'm going to feed it to you intravenously. <laughs> so do you want a needle in the arm, <laughs> or do you want to eat your fucking peas? Yeah. I ate my peas. Hmm. <laughs> I see. Could have had it. Oh, jeez. Um. Is there anything? What else? That I kind of want. There's something that happened in the last several months that I kind of can't. I don't know. It's been profound. Um, do you remember several months ago we were talking about like having not done our art of choice yeah. for X amount of time? And, uh, you know, you spoke about improvising and then you asked me about like how I wasn't playing bass really. Right. And I was surprised to find that I wasn't really missing it or anything. And I started playing again. I started playing for a dance class that was being taught by my girlfriend. And I was just improvising, just doing different things in that class. And something happened where I feel like just like a level of comfort and confidence in what I, in my playing that I've never felt before. Like I feel 
like I used to be like just like angsty about like oh what if I miss this part or what if I do this or like you know what if like there was like an absolute right way to play a song and if I didn't do that then you know it was bad and it's it's different now because it's just like I know what to do like I feel like I'm just confident with the language that I need to be confident with to uh to affect myself and to affect the the room that I'm playing they call that mastering the craft it's pretty it's a pretty profound feeling that like just like okay I know I know how to access this and to have that calmness and to have that um no fear of what is of what happens because there's no consequence and you're just playing for the pure joy and bliss and and you know god that's beautiful that's yeah. awesome yeah that's so fucking awesome I, I i hope i get to experience that for myself soon it's it's weird like because i you know we've talked about this before about like hitting on that uh you know in in different different ways where it just happens and you're locked in and like you're just like yes this is what i've been training for and the, I think the difference is just be like, okay, this is what I've trained for. I know what to do. I know how to get myself there, you know, because like, you know, I still need to practice. You still need to, you know, be physically strong and all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and now, it, yeah, it's just nice to know that I can bring that part of myself to the instrument without there being like mental barriers against it or around it. It's you know nice. what scares me though with, any art form i think if you don't do it for a while you get you could get rusty mm. so i'm afraid if i don't hit the stage soon i've found though every time that i've ha every time that that's happened i come back and something unexpected has changed like this you know uh like i'm i used to have a real trouble doing this and now i have uh, like it's really easy for me to do that that same thing like just like this range of motion of like you know like as an example you know like just and my my body is just like kind of eased into i know what to do now you know i know just how far yeah. my fingers have to go i know where the note is uh i know what i'm trying to say it's like getting good at sex you gotta you gotta let it rest for a while you and then come back fingers to you know mm. what to say you know what you you know yeah yeah just quiet like just persistent confidence and yeah yeah it is it is all right should we end there yeah, why not, man? All right, great. Do you want to do a little outro? Or? Sure. Well, that's been um, <laughs> the uh, escapismist. The escapismist. Uh, yeah, and I think this is, uh, I don't know what episode this is, but. Seven. Um, we know because we're redoing uh, two, right? Yeah, I took a look at that, and I'm like, th okay, so this would be the redoing of season one, episode two, is what this would be, but I I listened to the first few and I think we should just put it up Fair because enough. uh they're you know they have audio difficulties but you know fuck it we're learning. And that we are. And with that we want to thank you guys for uh for click and play and for listening and um uh I hope to give you more good content soon. I hope to give you more good stuff uh and bidding you farewell I'm Ted Hallett. I'm Jason O'Brien. And good night. <laughs>